All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Um, all right, keeping it moving. So before we leave this topic in the NFL, let me get your example straight and make sure I understand this correctly. We're going to break. You gave me the example because if you're just tuning in, we're talking about this controversy about the league looking to flex Thursday's games. It's come back. It's been met with some pushback from John Mayer, John Mayer which is the big one. He's one of the owners that can vote on this. He said he's totally against it. It's been pushed back from Patrick Mahomes. George Kittles. Um, you've got J.J. Watt, you know, former All-Pro J.J. Watt, future Hall of Famer. So all the ones that are eating good, everybody that tweeted to get it, it ain't nobody, ain't no gunner on special teams. Which I don't even think you had the gunner no more. I think they took that out. But nobody on special teams is doing it. Okay, so you gave the example. If you, if let me just clarify to make sure that this is what you're trying to say. Sure. If you basically made plans to have a bachelor party. On a certain day out of the year, and then you had planned to go see the Cleveland Browns on, on, play. On a, sun, on a Sunday afternoon, night, because Sunday games are what's being flexed here, two Thursdays, right? So if I'm having a bachelor party on a Sunday, Browns-Steelers, it's after week 14, rivalry. This is going to likely be the second time that they played then, because we're in the division part of the schedule. And so... Now you're talking about that the NFL has the right to flex a Sunday game to a Thursday game. And I've got people flying in town because I'm from Texas, right? Uh, I do have friends and family back in Ohio. I got friends and family over in the Carolinas. I got friends and family. So if I've got all these people have made their plans, and this is what we're doing for my bachelor's party, is attending Brown Steelers. And we get to two weeks out. 14 days is, is the NFL standard for flexing these games. And they want to flex the Browns-Steelers rivalry game from Sunday to Thursday. First of all, what I would do I tell, do at this Well, point? first of all, what I would tell you to do, I would say charge. There's two things. Charge it to the game because, first of all, why in the hell Charge would, it to the game? No, but my, I would tell you, Ben, why are you planning any type to get married or to get a bachelor party during the six months out of the year during the football season? That's just that's Calvin talking. Because I, I wouldn't have to be, I wouldn't be planning to get married or bachelor party anything in six months. But of course, this is my job. This is a profession. I've got to pay attention to stuff. But even if I wasn't in this business, I wouldn't be planning nothing like that six months out of the year. But let's just say you decided to be cute and say we're going to have a theme party of a Browns, and we're going. Okay, well, you know what? I would say number two, go look on your schedule. Maybe this is the one year that you have to play the Falcons. And I would tell you and your dudes, go to schedule that one. Move the bachelor party to Magic City. But you're talking about with 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 weeks notice because let's say that the Falcons are on to, are, are are fighting the NFC South, and now you have playoff implications. There's no set reason, rhyme or reason as to why the NFL might want to flex any game on any given Sunday. The main reason is going to be because it's competitive. It's a game that has some right, playoff but, but implications. You but you don't know that. 
You don't know that now. No, you don't know that. That's the whole point. You're not supposed. You don't need to know that now. But when why we come out with the schedule, that schedule NFL schedule drops. All right, and I yeah. think we're about what two months away from the NFL schedule dropping. Over, I would say it usually comes out probably about two weeks after the draft is over. So, so it's going to come out probably the first or second week of May. Yeah, and so we're about a month away from that. Okay. And so then everybody's circling dates. We're looking at key matchups, and you start buying tickets because, again, as with anything in travel, the earlier you get it, That's the, the better the pricing. Okay? So you're taking away any sense of predictability as to whether you're going to attend this game or fly in and see whatever. All because the owners just want to, oh, we, we want a better Thursday night game. No, it's not just because the owners, because it's not about and the all owners. It is, you want two weeks' notice. You want to please your broadcasters that are paying billions of dollars. You don't look that last year with beside they paid a man fourteen million dollars a year by the name of Al Michaels, who sat there every Thursday pretty much and trashed their games while getting paid by them. So you have a man that's employed by Amazon that has a partnership with the NFL, and Al Michaels spent the whole season dogging these games. And, and, the, and, and I always tell you, I said this last week, this is the Colts and Denver rule. Nobody wants to sit through that game that Denver and Indy played last year where it was, no, it was just horrible. And unless even if you were a Denver or Colts fan, that was hard to sit through. So this is not about like, you know, screwing over the, the fan that wants the fan experience. I want to go. I want to tailgate. And I played this for Tommy and we saved for this. Look, man, this they're in a cutthroat business. This is all about the bottom. They've got to protect the television companies first. You're talking about if you take a family of three or two let's just say it's the father and the son and you got to travel and you're talking about two tickets and you know you're about i don't know end zone you know 50 yard line tickets are expensive but let's say travel two night stay ticket you're talking about an investment and even if you got to get those tickets on the broker market they're going to be hiked up so let me i'm going to take this with the broker market mentality that trip probably you're probably going to spend about with hotel you're probably going to spend about twenty five hundred dollars the three grand. Yeah. There's more of us than it is you people. That still doesn't compare to millions of people sitting home and the bad PR be like, man, this game sucks. Why are we doing it? And then it's not even about, be honest with you, Joe, this is not even about the people sitting at home. This is really about making sure your product is the best can be because we're not charging any more chump change to look at these games from the network, the free games. We ain't talking about direct TV that's going to YouTube and all that. I'm talking about Fox, NBC, ESPN, and CBS. It, that's really what this is about. And, and John knows this. I just think that John is, a, John is old money. That's old school. And I think John is in his heart is looking out for that family and that experience. I get it. But the way I look at it is like, look, those people that want to tailgate, those people that want to go hear the pads pop in person or say I was there or get my autographed jersey signed, those people are going to be there. The one thing the NFL, even though they're king, that you can't get comfortable with, and this is the thing that baseball's up against, even though their viewer numbers have been on the rise. But when you look at other sports, golf, MLB even, hockey, you know what the problem is? Is there's so much stuff on TV to consume now, whether it's through your device and your phone, whether it's Netflix, Hulu. Uh, what, you have more choices now where people they, that can take their eyes away. 
I mean, this is, and you know what? And, and what people are we talking about that has the, t- we're talking about, when you talk about money, we're going after that younger, every sport is jockeying for that younger generation. People like me in my age demographic, even in your age, we're going to watch football. I'm going to watch football. They want, we talk about little Tommy, they want the 16, 17-year-old kid in high school, 18-year-old, 19, 20, 21. They want those people to sit there and say, hey, man, we don't want you channel surfing. We want we want you to watch our game. That's what every sport strives for, the NFL. No one's mastered it all the way yet. The NFL is the closest thing to it. And they've got, they can't get comfortable with that because there's, there's competition out there. From reality shows or whatever, you can't let your product or what the viewership let it go. But I'm telling you, technology, which you're all about, technology, TV, HD, Red Zone, all that stuff has basically, the NFL created a monster that is too late to get back. The experience at home. I've been to one NFL, I am 46 years old. And I've been in football is a passion that got me in. I've been to one live football game, and the and that was in Jerry's world. And the only reason why I went to that game because I was doing business at that time with Deshar Choice, which was a running back for Dallas. We, you know, I was bringing him down here for appearances in the in the two one zero area. Got a relationship. He had a birthday party. They played the Detroit Lions. That was the year that they went like six and ten or six and eleven. Went to Detroit. I mean, they played Detroit. Came in town. He had a birthday party at a club. I won experience. Me and Sami went up there. Other than that, that was the reason why. You know why? Denver's been back to Texas. They've been in the state of Texas. Going back to the Peyton Manning era, even then, they've played in Dallas twice. The last time we were in Vegas, they played Houston and Reliant two or three times. Haven't gone and haven't been eager to go see them. You know why? Now, it's on my bucket list. I'd rather go see them in Denver. That's on my bucket list. I got to go see a Denver game in Denver. But you know why I haven't? And I've been in this business that I have access to go to these games if I really want to. Not just the media, but I could go have badass seats and go in to see these games. You know why I choose not to? Because you know what? Calvin likes to be at home on Sunday. I like to be home from 11 o'clock on Saturday all the way till midnight. Okay? And be there with... My Pendleton whiskey, some Dos Equis, okay, some other things. And I like to chill. And then Sunday, I like to do it over again because I like to sit there. Me tank and just sit there so I can listen to AC, think that she knows more than what she's really talking about. And that I like the comfort. I don't want to go fight the crowds. I don't have to deal with drunk dude. Oh, you suck, man. My family, this guy sucks. I don't have to deal with maybe I might walk past a fight in the urinal between, you know, a Dallas fan and an Eagles fan or a Raiders fan and whoever. I don't want to deal with that. And, and that has nothing to do about older. I didn't want to deal with that when I was in my 20s. But, There's a lot of people like me. But that's how you consume the game. There's 60,000 60, people, 80,000 people in the stadium every weekend. And 20 to 30 million that view a Cowboy game. There's more it. of us but, than but you're gonna, you people. You're going to pull away a home field advantage, potentially. Anyway, if you ever want to go see a game at Mile High Cal, don't buy Sunday tickets. Okay? Don't buy Sunday tickets after week 14. Because if you were to, if you were to buy your plane ticket... Buy it, make, make your hotel reservation, and you're trying to go see them beat down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, okay? And it gets flexed. You're gonna be, you're gonna feel exactly what it is that I'm talking about right now. 
First of all, I would tell you I'm this. I'm going to make it personal besides, for you But here. besides week four, first of all, I would have to basically, until I see maybe two consecutive victories, maybe three against the Kansas City Chiefs, I damn sure wouldn't go pick a Chiefs game to go to a Denver Broncos game. You're going to work I'd your see, way out of this situation and, until and I see. No, no, I'm just no, no. In every way. I'm just telling you, I'm not picking the Chiefs games out of all games until I see them beat them at least two or three times. Then I'm be like, it's safe to go to a Chiefs game and Denver game. I can watch that ass kicking at home. And that way I can tune out by the first quarter. That's how it used to be. Things change now. Okay. It's going to change. Finally got some stability at that CEO position, which is the coach position. Y'all can get tired of hearing that by August, by the way. I'm anyway, tired of it by now. Yeah. Um, Jonas, I hear you, man. I'm not trying to poo-poo on the fan experience. Look, but those people aren't going anywhere. That's why well, they're not going to be able to go to the games nah, if they can't man. know for sure We're that the game's going to happen a, on Sunday. No, man. Look, and first of all, Unless you're a season ticket holder, nobody's really buying their tickets that ahead of time anyway. That's uh, why the ticket broke. I disagree with that, man. I, I'm not saying nobody does it. Majority of the people are not. They're like, if you plan on you look like you said the schedule comes out, you're looking at like, oh man, damn, they play week 13. I got to get to that game, or they play week 14. Major, not all, but majority of people are not going to purchase those tickets until probably week seven or eight. Is the NFL going to give you your tickets for that game then? Okay, let, let's let's say, okay, because this could handle a lot. Because the NFL is going to force you to reschedule your plans as it is. You were planning for Sunday, now it's going to be a Thursday in a few weeks. Is your ticket automatically going to get you in? We see this in baseball with rain delays, weather delays. We see it sometimes with other canceled or postponed games. This is This is, to me... Is the league interjecting and say, hey, we're not having this game on this day? Okay. Are you going to give, is the NFL, without being able to resell those tickets or whatever, not making the customer jump through hoops and ladders just to get their money back? If this game was on a Sunday and you're moving it to a Thursday, is my ticket good for that Thursday game? Look. Well, this is the thing. I'm not an educated answer. I know Roger Goodell sit up there and he had some pushback. He said, hey, we're looking at different options of how to deal with that. But, look, you can't please everybody. You know, I have Shelby T. James checking in and saying, Calvin, take off your business hat and put on your fan hat. War Jonas. Look, Shelby, I, look, I can't. I mean, to, to me, because I know in, in the mind of a CEO, you're always trying to worry about the bottom line of who basically is really your support or where the revenue is coming from. I've loved the listeners that have taken time to listen to this show over the course of 15, 18 years through the changes, through the hosts and the people that have stuck by just basically, with, you know, to me, being here with Jonas and I. I love all y'all. I really do. I love my CEOs and my advertisers and all those people that I meet with all the time more, though. But that's, that's the truth. I ain't going to sugarcoat you. I love them more. I mean, that like they're 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 there, and the seconds of the PDs and the program directors and everybody and the vice presidents and everybody got to deal with when you go up to this level. But, if but I like them drop. But the, but the, the, hey, and rate and look in this business, the listeners raiders go away. come. Rate, look, ratings come up and down. There's a lot of competition. I've never basically done this show based off of ratings. I didn't stop. I didn't really start rating watching until probably what maybe 2000 and I don't know 12 11. Because it was always a mode like, hey, I'm going to do the show, the fans, and, and sell the show. 
ratings drop. There'll be other people come along. They come in flux. They'll be there. I've never had to experience that so much. And, I, and I've gone through a lot of changes in talent over here in the last two or three years. Uh, but there's, there could be a lot of factors in that. I mean, ra when ratings drop, that could be a lot of things contribute to that. Usually when your ratings drop, there's a lot of muddy hands involved in that. You know, like when Sean met the place, he said, hey, this team struggled last year because it's usually a lot of, it's not just one thing in Rust, there's usually a lot of muddy hands involved. <laughs> so when ratings drop or something, there's a lot of things that factor in that. A lot of hands that probably got muddy. The bottom line is, man, there's more of us than you people. And there's more of us that love the experience. The numbers show you that. And those people that go to the games, they're not like, <laughs> I'm sorry, did we stop? Can we go through 32 teams and we can, can we find any team out of 32 teams in the NFL that does not have waiting lists for season tickets? No, we can't. No, we can't. I don't know what the number is, but I guarantee you there's at least out of 32, there's at least about seven to 10 teams, maybe a little bit less that still got waiting tickets for season tickets. And when I say waiting list, I mean two years out, one year, three years out. Those people ain't going nowhere. But you know what? Them executives, some C, them CEO and TV executives at the products, you keep giving them Colts in Denver and week eight. That's just trash. And it's zero, zero or whatever it was at halftime. Uh, when we come to renegotiate, we're going to bring down the numbers. And that's what Goodell doesn't want. And that's what majority of those owners don't want. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Number two, hey. do the damn thing. Hey. Hey. On my neck, 
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. All right, 877-37-GRIND. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. Okay, they come in all different flavors too, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 87737 Grind. All right, so uh, sticking to um, the uh, NFL and some other things to, to talk about that we wanted to get into. Um, yeah, real quick, I mentioned in the first hour, uh, Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. There's reports that Mike McCarthy has talked to. Uh, Dak Prescott in regards to his interceptions like I said in the first hour a little bit that has to do with that shows me that McCarthy I mean he's been very loose-lipped like I said ever since Kellen Moore took the Chargers job he's been throwing shots at Kellen Moore here and there especially at this owners meeting where all the coaches and owners and GMs were there in Arizona and then he's been talking a lot and he talked about you know pretty much Dak and the type of offense and West Coast this and he talked to him about turnovers, and I don't know exactly, I haven't seen exactly how the conversation went or exactly what was said, but just the idea that he's having conversations to him about this lets me know that he is trying to deliver, you know, develop a relationship with Dak that he doesn't have, despite that he's been the head coach now for three years there, um, and Dak's been the starting quarterback since he's been there. I think it has a lot to do with he hasn't been the play caller. It's been Kellen Moore. So, um, and, and that to me also becoming so hands-on that McCarthy evidently in 2023 is going to be with the offense and the relationship with Dak that he knows, like, you know, like I always say, I always use the Danny Glover, elite the weapon one take. If it's going to die, it's going to die my way, not yours. I mean, if I'm going to get fired – and Jerry finally hears the pressure. Oh, fire Mike McCarthy. We need to get him out of here. Whatever. He's going to go out his way. So it's very intriguing to me that he's having these talks with Dak Prescott. What do you got, Jonas? No, just, yeah, his comments through the Cowboys website, you know, mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, definitely we spent some time. He was in for the captain's workout earlier this month. So he came up uh, and spent four hours with Scott Tolson. Uh, who's the new quarterbacks coach, uh, and I. And we went back and looked at his decision-making opportunities and the interceptions and potential interceptions and just talking through it. He said it's a healthy thing to do. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I mean, again, you know, I can't imagine this offense changing that much besides the fact that I think they are going to rely on – the run game a little bit. I mean, to be honest with you, they need to really do exactly what people are saying that's going to be happening to Russell Wilson. I mean, you, you really need to probably limit the interceptions for Dak is take the ball out of his hands a little bit more and build up the running game. But in order to do that, they're going to have to really solidify this tight end position. They're going to have to find a run-blocking type of tight end. Like I told you, this draft, in my opinion, is going to have some Hall of Fame tight ends. I could be totally off on this, but that's just what my gut tells me. Kid from Utah, kid from Notre Dame. Uh, there's one more I'm missing as well, too. They've got some tight ends. But they're going to have to find a running-blocking tight end, and they're going to have to hope Pollard makes a recovery to get back to himself most. But Pollard might end up needing a whole season. You might not see the Pollard you know of. But speaking of it is explosiveness and all that until 2024. But 
that's really what the change. I can't see the language and everything changing that much uh, in this offense. It just comes down to Dak needs better quarterback coaching. And I think also if Mike McCarthy going to talk to him about anything, Okay, um, and and they've got Schottenheimer over there now, right? And that isn't that who they hired as uh, the coordinator, I believe. Yeah, I believe Brian Schottenheimer, yeah. right? I think Brian has been around, and I think that you know this is what Dak needs is really a, a coach who's going to really like. I won't say let him have it, but really is going to call him out during the week in meetings and film room. Say, look, man, we can't have this. And in my opinion, I don't have any inside sources to this or anything like that, but my, in my opinion, Dak hasn't really had that. Like I said, Kellen Moore, and I've said this before, like Kellen Moore was in a uniform with Dak, okay, with pads on. How, how can, how can you know, look at that relationship. How can Kellen Moore sit there and say, hey, man, Dak, you know, you need to stop cutting the interceptions. Mike McCarthy or Schottenheimer needs to pick that up, and I think Mike McCarthy is probably going to use Schottenheimer to be the bad cop. Okay, Mike's going to be the guy that like, let me work. Let me show Dak. Look, if we do it this way, we'll be more successful. We'll cut down on the turnover. But at the, no matter how you slice it and y'all know me, y'all have always accused me of being this Dak protector. I defend Dak so much. The truth of the matter is, you know, he does need to be coached a little bit harder. That's just the reality. Eight seven seven three seven grind. Also, uh, sticking with the NFL as well too. Do you know the one thing we got in this little debate about the schedule and the flex? And you know, you're looking out for little Tommy and a bachelor party and all this kind of stuff. Like I said, hope Atlanta's go have a bachelor party at Magic City. I can just picture your crew, Jonas, having a bachelor party at Magic City. But anyway, hope Atlanta's on that Cleveland schedule. But the one thing we didn't talk about was. The fact that now with this rule, they're talking about possibly where you could play, you could play two Thursday night games, or you possibly not even have a Thursday night game on your schedule. Yeah, because you might be one of the teams yeah. that gets flexed out. And you know why that basically lets you know? Do you understand the whole thought process about now that we could schedule a certain team twice on Thursdays? Because now we can try to upload our best matchups we can if we have to on Thursday. We got to schedule a team to play twice on Thursday. We'll make sure that they play th twice on and Thursday. And minimizing other fan bases, other opportunities to catch their team on a national scene. Sure, Cal. And you know what I'll say to that? Win more games. Because it used okay, to be. If the, that's how it used to be in the NFL. The only one that's exceptions to that is the Dallas Cowboys. It, when It used to be a rule, and they still try to operate – if you want primetime games, get above 500 and make the playoffs. That's how it should be. Okay, watching the Denver Broncos as an out-of-market team, and you're going to take away guaranteed one of their nationally broadcast games. They need to win more games because they can't win games. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Denver this year. Now, Sean Payton might change this a little bit after what they displayed on national televised games, what they displayed on Christmas Day last year. I've already set my expectations, and honestly, they don't deserve probably more than two national televised games a season. Now, I've always told you everybody gets a Thursday night game prior to this Not rule anymore, change. Not yeah. anymore. So now that's the place, as far as I'm concerned, you get one national televised game because of what they displayed. I'm from that school, even if it's a team that I got an interest in. Of course, I would want to see Denver match, but what they displayed last year, because before that, they always a franchise that kept some primetime games. But last year, they had four to five primetime, and they all came like in a row. They all came like in a six-week span, it felt like. 
I guarantee you they don't get more than two national televised games. And if they do, right there, that's the Sean, that's the Sean Payton effect. So I'm from that cloth. If you say, sure, Cal, don't the, the small teams, don't don't let the fans outside of market see them national television. Win more games. That's how you Dallas Cowboys has been the only team exception to the rule of that in regards to being able to be below 500 or be right at 500 and get a gang of national televised games. 877-374-7463. Also, uh, speaking of John Mara, the owner of the Giants, uh, he did something else besides him griping at Goodell and saying this was just a horrible idea. Brian Dable, the head coach who believe got coach of the year, right? He got coach of the year last year. Well, he was walking around, you know. Rightfully so. Yeah, John John Mara was talking to the reporters down there. He said, yeah, you know, jokingly, we've been around this, you know, the office organization, you know, in the building. And basically the mentality of last season has carried on through the offseason. Like, we're keeping like we're still in season because that's how you build a winning culture. But John Merritt told him, because I told Dable, like, hey, right now when Dable walks around in New York where this go to a restaurant or whatever, he's walking around like Bono. And I'm assuming he meant Sonny Bono. But I'm like, that's really old. Is that who he's talking about, Bono? I'm assuming. Like Bono? Bono. Uh, did he say Bono or do you say Bono? Bono from uh, YouTube you're, you're take, or Sono Bono? I, I thought YouTube. You know what? You, and, if, I, and I don't, I, I didn't catch Well, the, maybe, you, you know what? You're you, right. I, I'm thinking, well, why would he say, you're right. You're probably talking, you're probably talking to that Bono, the YouTube guy. Aren't they about to go on tour again? I saw a commercial or something like that. And they're not one of my bands. They're not one of mine either, but I know they're iconic. I know, the, I know when we can use the word iconic, even if it's music I don't intend to listen to, I know what's iconic and what's not. That's who he probably meant, Jonas. But he said, David, you walking around now, New York, like, you're going to be real quick. You can turn into Bozo. Like, don't get comfortable. Like, he letting them know how New York works. Like, look, man, you walk around on the top of the world right now. You the coach of the year. You know, you walk around, but this can really quickly change in this town. And you can more like walk around like you Bozo. I thought that, that was funny. And that's all, you know, that's straight out the truth. Um, but also, the other deal is I wanted to touch on. I brought it up yesterday. Bill Belichick, you know, when he was sitting there, comfortable setting, winner, owner's meeting, whatever you want to call it, they asked him, like, hey, what is these fan base in New England? Why should they feel optimistic about this? What do you tell them? And he just paused and said, last 25 years, 20 years. Well, I told you, Teddy Bruschi had a problem with that. Um, there was another former player that came out, had a problem, like, hold on, wait a minute, Bill. That's not the Patriot way. What does Bill do? He sits back. He comes back. He says, look. We're not resting on our laurels, what we used to do. We never have, and we're not doing now. Everything's about the 2023 season. Let's get that started. We've never done that. We ain't starting now. I'm like, wow. Let me tell you something. The guy that coaches on East Houston Street, the guy that's going into Hall of Fame this weekend, He's going in the Hall of Fame over the summer. Oh, that's right. That's not. They're just announcing. My bad. Gonna, I'm yeah. thinking that the ceremonies. They just announced it. Okay, got too much stuff going on right now. The guy that's a Hall of Famer, the guy that's coaching on East Houston Street, Coach Bob, he would never do that. If if he if he said something speaking to the fan base, because what 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 Bill Belichick has done is pretty much apologize and set the record straight to Patriots Nation, just like calm the water. And, and and also he knows that that's what he's preached. And if you and like Bill don't give a damn if Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith. Colin Cowherd, he don't give a damn who out there called him out on this. 
But when you got a former player in Teddy Bruschi and you got to like, hold on, man, you got this because that stuff sticks with you and still even if you don't play with him no more, or play with the Patriots and you retired, that stuff sticks with you. But he addressed the fans and say, hey, that's not what it is. We're never going to do that. I love Coach Pop. He'd never do that. He'd never do that. Because and the reason why I say that, because he's the guy that's always oh, fans. Though, y'all shouldn't get upset. What, what, what is it? If we win or lose that you that shouldn't affect you. You have no effect on the outcome of the game. He would never he would have too much pride to sit there and address something that the city of San Antonio or something would come back and say. And the only reason why I'm bringing that up, not to bash on Pop, because Bill and Pop and New England Spurs have always had this distant connection over the last 20 years of their dominance. I mean, some people buy into it. Some people think it's apples and oranges. But that also ran across my radar. Campbell. Defensive tackle signed with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, Clay's Campbell. There's something, you know, that the reason why I'm bringing this up, Atlanta's been very active this offseason. They had a lot of money to spend. Um, I think they played a lot better than what people expected last year, even though they didn't have a winning record. But when you're Campbell and you're looking at the point of his career where he's at, and, you know, you played with the Ravens and you chose the Ravens. I mean, he's from the Colorado area, by the way. He, You know, we in his first free agency, he chose to basically go play with the Arizona Cardinals instead of going to Denver. But I've kind of, like, let that go. But Campbell, it makes you wonder, is something brewing in Atlanta? Like, are they totally out of Lamar sweepstakes or what's going on? Like, what would – why would Campbell – Choose Atlanta, a team that well. First of all, the the NFC South is up for grabs. Okay, um, if I had to tell you right now, which I'm not going to officially pick this until we get to August, but if I had to pick somebody right now to win the NFC South without even seeing it, is probably going to be the Carolina Panthers. Maybe mixed in with a possibility of the New Orleans Saints, depending on what Carr looks like. But my point is. It is still, for the most part, out in the open, up for grabs. Cam a player like Campbell is a head scratcher why he would choose Atlanta because they didn't pay him a lot. I don't know what the numbers were, but it's not like they outbid everybody. I mean, there has to be a reason why he chose that. And I don't know. And keep in mind, connect the dots. Who's the last team Campbell played for? The Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Who plays on the Baltimore Ravens that's sitting at home with his mama, Miss Jackson? Sorry, Miss Jackson. Okay, Lamar, back channel conversation. That's the reason why when Arthur Blank, I, just this whole like he's injured, he's missed six games a lot. Like, man, y'all been looking at Lamar for like the last 21 months when y'all heard there was trouble in paradise in Baltimore. That's, I just wanted to put my Jonas, you know, Shelby told me to put on my Jonas hat instead of business hat. I'm going to put my hat of Jonas and conspiracy theory over the grassy knoll. There was somebody else in there and that, that uh, the book depository besides Lee Harvey Oswald. Why is Campbell signing with the Atlanta Falcons? Okay. I mean, I know Magic City is a tourist attraction for most men, but why in the hell from a guy that uh, Campbell doesn't have a ring yet. I don't think he's played with anybody that's got a ring. I don't think. Not that I know. No, that's he's a head scratcher. Most of his career to me. in Jacksonville, right? That's a head scratcher to me. That's a head scratcher. Eight seven seven three seven grind. 
Also, what else do we got here, NFL-wise, that I want to touch on? I think that was pretty much uh, every, everything. Anthony Richardson had his pro day today. I haven't heard any updates, but I know there was a lot of excitement to see what he was going to display today at his pro day. According to reports out there, Carolina's day, they've narrowed it down to two quarterbacks, which to me this isn't breaking news, but that's official report. In the report, yesterday was just they broke it down to two. Today we've got some names on it. Of course, Stroud and Young, shocking. I mean, I think those are the two guys that are the best guys in this particular draft, but supposedly the Carolina Panthers have narrowed it down to just uh, two guys. What do you got? But, of course, now that you're getting Richard Richardson's pro day in there, could that change? Could his stock go back up to where it was just two, three weeks ago at the Combine? When I look at Anthony Richardson, there's only two teams that I really feel that can take him that high. And, and and be okay with it and under the circumstances where they're at. That's the Indianapolis Colts, and that is the Seattle Seahawks. And I think Seattle's in is in the perfect position to be able to take him. What they did with Geno Smith, the amount of money they just paid him, you could get Anthony Richards to come in there and you could sit there and have him sit for at least a year to two years. And according to Pete Carroll, he had a nice hot zinger too at the win at the owners' meetings. He said that Geno, when they asked him about, because he said, "Look," which is true, he said, I, "We've never since I've been here, we never drafted at this position. This is new. This is very exciting." He goes, "You have an opportunity that you never have again to take a generational player of talent at that position." Now. What that tells me is it's not necessarily that they have to go quarterback, but if they wanted to go Anthony Richardson, they've got Geno that could be a perfect bridge and let him develop. Number two, a look at the Colts. I understand they're the second best betting odds to land Lamar Jackson, but you have a coach in Steichen. If he's really going to be that guy and just not a coordinator, I mean, I think Nathaniel Hackett could have, should have scared every national football team out there from thinking so highly of a coordinator and giving them a roller roll headset to be called a head coach. It, but if Steichen's that guy, you don't mean to tell me the way this guy, if they tell me if Josh Allen and Cam Newton had a kid, it's Anthony Richardson. You don't mean to tell me he can't sit behind Garden Minshew for about a year or at least 11, 12 weeks, or at least I would say a full year and have Steichen have him run that offense that Jalen Hurts ran. Or sit alongside Cam Newton on the bench as well. Yeah, or whoever wants to pick up Cam to be the bridge. But it's going to be interesting to see what the experts say about his um, you know, pro day. How much time you got? We got 60 seconds, Cal. Oh, wow, you're so scary, man. You know, I wanted to touch on, and, and I'm going to parlay this because we want to touch on it, but Jonas over here, and I'm going to make sure he reads wherever this at. But, you know, Nike came out with a very intriguing invention, invention, they should say, today for women's um, situations. I want to talk about that because there's a meaning that I want to get into, but it's too late, and Jonas did that on purpose. Anyway, I was giving you the countdown yeah, the entire sure you, last Yeah, segment. sure you were. All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you hit the snooze button before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. 
dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.